Yes, everybody, this is Dave Hodges, as the intro told you. We're really glad you could be with us for this most important broadcast. We're going to be joined in the first of a two-part interview with Deborah Tavares, and these topics are staggering. They're stunning. It's going to make you want to pull the covers over your head, but it's something that we need to face. There are things that we need to deal with. Before we get started, I I need to let you know we have to pay for the airtime. We've got some bills, so we've got a couple of products we want to bring your way, and we choose products based on what we think you're going to need, if not right now, at some point in the future with all the volatility we face. First of all, we are brought to you by the best storable food company in the world, My Patriot Supply. It is delicious food. It is the best price program out there. we got a special right now. How do you find out about it? You go to preparewithdave.com. That's right, preparewithdave.com, and everything you need to know is right there. We're also brought to you by Water with Dave. If you need food, you need water. And let me tell you this, folks. You really need to understand this clearly. 218 million people, according to a recent survey, have chromium-6 in their water. That causes cancer. And then we add in lead and pesticides and everything else. You need to purify your water, and the Alexa Pure Pro is the best way to do it. And they've got a special as well, too. Go to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Make sure you tell them that Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show sent you. Well, Deborah Tavares is a frequent guest on this show And she just brings us mind-bending and stunning information. And she's at the cutting edge of many, many topics. We're going to be getting into our water, speaking of water, and we're going to be talking about some of the threats. But they're not your traditional threats like I just identified in the live read. So without further ado, let me bring Deborah in. Deborah, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could be with us. And I'm really, really appreciative of the great information you're bringing my audience. Well, Dave, thank you so much. I I want to add this right off the top because we're going to be covering a number of very difficult topics. And um, for everyone that's listening, everyone's solution will be different on how you address this information. And because everyone's solution is different, the solutions are based on what everybody that is listening sees and absorbs as a problem. Of course. And... And we have tremendous um, problems to face, all of us. And definitely water is one of them. And because um, you just spoke about um, water treatment, we're going to get in to some water treatment. And the toxins and the intentions behind municipal um, sewer water treatment plants and the additional aspects behind uh, these literally their landmines placed around the entire country near streams and lakes and water infrastructure set to be targeted by weather weapons to further contaminate and destroy the groundwater supplies, the rivers, street, streams, and estuaries everywhere worldwide. So we're going to get into that because in studying for a, a sewer um, poop tour uh, of a treatment water plant that we <laughs> okay. recently went on. Um, yeah, I'll repeat that. Um, a sewer poop tour of a treatment plant. And uh, that's uh, up on stopthecrime.net. You can tour with uh, my husband and I. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. We save you the nauseating uh, and near vomiting reality of what it's like to walk by uh, pits 
full of raw sewage. And I would recommend you all watch that because um, prior to actually going on the tour, we went through a number of kiosks that were set up prior uh, and talking about water here in Sonoma County and the fact that we're running out of water and hence the reason why we have to treat the water. And uh, the best news, Dave, I think that anyone's going to hear me discuss on, on the program today is the fact that we have primary water, pure, fresh drinking water. And we've been psyoped into believing we're running out of water. So, And you're again, saying that is definitely not the case. There's plenty of good water. Ab- yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. not the case. In fact, I would recommend everyone go to primarywater.org, download the half-page flyers that we have there, spread them far and wide as rapidly as possible. Because the take-home on this is that all the farms, ranches, all of the uh, rural country areas, and even if you are in the city and you're able to drill a well, I, we would recommend that you drill a well. But you're going to have to educate the well drillers because like many in the medical modality, they don't know how to um, access and promote um, health care. Well, it's the same thing with the well drillers. They don't know how to access and drill for primary water. They're simply not taught, uh, and they're not supposed to know about it. And uh, we have a number of newer YouTubes up on StopTheCrime.net that discuss uh, the aspects of drilling for primary water. So I would highly uh, recommend people look at that. You will also see in some of those recent YouTubes maps of the United States that were found on the U.S. Department of Interior's website uh, entitled Water 2025 and Preventing Crises and Conflict in the West. Now, I'll cover this briefly because this was really not going to be the topic where I was heading, but I want everyone to um, know that uh, there is a map it literally shows from the Mississippi River to um, the Pacific Coast and all the states uh, in the country between the Mississippi River and the Pacific Ocean uh, that are color-coded for high conflict against the taking of the water supply. Color-coded uh, in colors meaning moderate conflict, uh, orange is substantial conflict, and bright red is highly likely conflict. And you that are listening may be in a highly conflicted area where literally your local water teams, your local police and sheriff and military will look to monitor your water with the uh, deployment of wireless water meters, which is happening throughout the country now which is another component, just like the smart meters. It's another component of metering and adding increased frequencies into the environment. So having um, said that, um, I really want everybody to go to StopTheCrime.net, sign up for our YouTubes and our blast outs because you're going to hear hot topics and much of what you'll hear me talk about too you can find on our hot topic link. But I want to get into um, our tour 
of the um, uh, wastewater treatment sewer. Let me ask you, you, what what led you to take this tour in the first place? Well, that's a good question, and I appreciate your asking that. Um, I was, um, they had a anniversary, a free tour of a waste sewer water treatment plant that was in the vicinity of where we are in Sonoma County here in Northern California. And I'd, we had been on another a sewer water treatment tour some years back, but not this very large one. This is, covers 60 acres and it is attached to county-owned lands of almost 1,100 acres where they further uh, spray after the water is treated in different stages for about 12 hours. They spray this poisonous toxic water where they admit they're not able to remove all of the pharmaceuticals from the water supply. That is then sprayed as an irrigated form on farms oh around gosh. the area. Let me ask and you, does it... Does it uh transfer over to our food supply and we ingest it and it affects us that way? Absolutely. And uh, it also, they're, they're grazing dairy cattle on it, meat, uh, oh beef cattle God. on it. Uh, they are, there are cheese factories there where they're selling cheese as a product of the dairy cattle in that area that's treated with this. They told us that all the areas that are sprayed uh, with this sewer uh, water um, are not ever able to be considered organic, you think? But worse than that, uh, once they spray this, what they call tertiary water, treated water, out onto the land, this goes into the groundwater supply and into the streams and creeks. And I, I, again, I encourage everybody to watch the tour. Again, um, it will be on StopTheCrime.net on our YouTube channel entitled Sewer Poop Tour treatment plant, a silent weapon, poisonous water assault. And it's about big pharma chemicals, which are SSRIs. We're talking about um, all kinds of drugs that are that we take. Big pharma is having a, another opportunity to kill us with these drugs yeah. now in our Deborah, let me material. let me interject this. You know, my background is in mental health. At least one of my backgrounds is and when you give SSRIs, which are largely used for treatment of depression, to people yes. who do not need treatment of depression, this can cause suicidal or violent enacting behavior. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out because certainly in the uh, YouTube I have up called 5G, The Calling of Humanity, an interview I did with Dr. Bill Deagle about the Deagle.com website, which is a government intel site about the planned uh, numbers of genocide by the year 2025. They point out uh, in the United States there's going a planned uh, reduction murder rate of 83 percent by, again, 2025. And one of the aspects, two of the aspects cited in the murder rate increases to accomplish that goal is depression and suicide. Mm Mm-hmm. So what you just said right now is certainly cause enough for people to understand what primary water is and get to it as fast as you can, because what we have discovered is uh, they are now prohibiting private well drilling, and uh, that has just now happened in Southern California and Santa Monica, California, and they're prohibiting private well drilling until they get this groundwater allotment sustainability program uh, launched. And what that is, 
is selling groundwater allotment usages to cities uh, for municipal water supply use, again, which is all poisoned by the requirements that cities have to deal with the sewer. Uh, but there are ways in which to deal with that, and we're going to cover that now because uh, this is really a smoking gun. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. This is from a personal standpoint. I live out in uh, north of Phoenix in rural Arizona, and we're having a great deal of trouble with our water company. I want to give them credit, Beardsley Water. We constantly have shutdowns. We constantly have slow flow. And we want to drill and have the right to drill for well water. And right now they prevent us. We're actually planning as a community on exploring the possibility of legally forcing them to do it. What kind of barriers would communities like ours face? You said that the government is discouraging the well water. What are they doing specifically? Well, they're creating moratoriums against drilling. They did a moratorium in Ventura County in, in Central California in a coastal farming area uh, several years ago, a moratorium against uh, well drilling. Uh, just a few months ago, they banned private well drilling. That was initiated in Santa Monica. Interesting that it's where the Rand Corporation is located. But having said that, there was only one private well uh, in Santa Monica. Hence, uh, you didn't hear about this ban. And the ban is going to be in effect, as I said, until they initiate this um, sustainable groundwater allotment scheme. Again, advancing the idea that we're running out of water and basically that we have to get down to reusing sewer water. In fact, before I get into literally um, a breaking news reality about water, I want to just um, tell everybody uh, what Goldman Sachs um, has to do with all of this because they're pushing globally the water, a new water market, and they're investing in the green water market of sewer to tap. Yeah, so let's talk about what Goldman Sachs says in their documents, okay? And I'm reading this. Water infrastructure, we, now we, that's Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs serves clients through our, Pacific, our public sector and infrastructure team within the investment banking division and also co-invest alongside clients through our investing teams. Goldman Sachs and we, they say we, facilitate private capital for water infrastructure investments, including public-private partnerships. Uh, the um, efficient water management technologies, and they're talking about reuse. Goldman Sachs is looking to finance and co-invest in technologies of delivering and, and uh, consuming water technologies that enhance wastewater management and enable waste water reuse and recycling. So this is uh, toilet to tap or sewer to tap. Now we have a link on stopthecrime.net called toilet to, talk, to tap. You'll find many of these documents there. But Dave, I, I, in preparation for this wastewater um, treatment tour, we were looking up documents. And this is going to startle everyone as it did me. And this is really some breaking news. Uh, that is diabolical. So let me read a couple of things that we found in an EPA document back in uh, September of 2004. And it's a primer for municipal wastewater treatment systems. And here's uh, some of what we were told. Um, 
First, uh, the report exposed the deliberate underfunding of required maintenance of the U.S. sewer treatment systems throughout the entire country. And we found as we were looking through this document that many of our collection systems date from the end of World War II and the population boom of the post-war era. We also found out that the oldest portions of the collection system, we're talking about sewer water collection systems, and the pipeline networks exceeded 100 years of service. They said in this EPA document that significant parts of this infrastructure are severely stressed from overuse and the persistent underfunding of repair, rehabilitation, and replacement. In an increasing number of communities across the United States, existing systems are deteriorating, and yet demand for new infrastructure to accommodate growth presses unabated. But here's what we also learned. So everybody take notes and uh, listen carefully. You know that um, I talk oftentimes, all the time actually, about the climate action plans and the resilient action plans right. in your communities. Of course. Okay, so I'm referring to that because the plans talk about the fact that through the weaponized weather control of the environment, uh, that they will uh, create extreme heat events. This is uh, across the entire globe. And they tell us in the EPA document that heat reduces the capacity of water to retain oxygen. So let me read that again. Heat reduces the capacity of water to retain oxygen. Now let me tell you what it said in the thermal section of that EPA document. Heat reduces the capacity of water to retain oxygen. In some areas, water used for cooling is discharged to the streams at elevated temperatures from power plants and industries. Even discharge from wastewater, we're talking sewer water treatment plants, and storm water retention ponds. Listen to that. Storm water retention ponds affected by summer heat can be released at temperatures above that of the receiving water and elevate the stream's temperatures. Unchecked discharges of overheated wastewater can seriously alter the ecology of a lake, stream, or estuary. And they talk about the flourishing of toxic algae blooms. Now, toxic algae, toxic algae blooms are listed repeatedly in the climate action plans and in the resilient plans as being a form of weapon that is being used. Now you're hearing how they're using these weapons. This is exactly what they're doing, Dave. So we have an enormous problem because we have to first realize that our country has been taken over by corporations. We're USA Inc. In fact, we are Earth Inc. And these plans are worldwide plans. Just like the toxic overhead spraying of poisons 
with the chemtrailing and the geoengineering, which we all know is the deliberate large-scale manipulation of the Earth's climate, is worldwide. Just like we also know that the smart meters are deployed worldwide. Smart meters. We're talking not only electric smart meters, but we're talking about water smart meters as well. We know 5G and all the components related to cellular activity is worldwide. Worldwide. Not just in one state or another state. And we are in significant trouble. Significant trouble. So um, you've just heard me talk about what we discovered in the EPA document prior to touring the wastewater treatment plant. And I would urge everyone to take that tour with us on YouTube, again, called Sewer Poop Tour. And listen carefully, because you'll see that I am trying to advance the idea and understanding of primary water, that water does not come from rain and snow melt. Our source of water comes from down below the mantle of the earth through the combining of hydrogen and oxygen, which turns to vapor. You cannot contain water. It must and will and does surface. We talk about that on primarywater.org. However, and sadly, we find that the employees of your water departments and your water agencies throughout the United States, and in fact worldwide, look at um, water as rain and snowmelt. Now we've got new terms for rain and snowmelt. What we're discovering is that with the intensified warmer weather, and Dave, this is, this is uh, disturbing, what I'm going to say next, okay. because I don't know what you do with what you're going to hear me say, but in reading these documents and the fact that they're talking about extreme weather events, I was reading how they anticipate the temperatures in, what, in, in San Francisco, in California. We've always had temperate coastal climates there. They're talking about how extreme temperature is massively, massively going to affect people's health, that there will be many deaths as a result of, of extreme temperatures because in those areas people don't have um, air conditioning. They've never needed it. And they're saying that the increased temperatures won't always necessarily be uh, able to be noticed on our thermometers. Why not? Because they're going to heat us up with microwaves. And uh, see, this is you're, you're taking me to my uh, technological level of incompetence here. So you're saying the air can heat up with microwave, but it wouldn't register on a thermometer. That's what they said in mm. the documents. Wow. And we and would love to have um, other experts on microwaves tell us about that. But we know that people are suffering just from the effects of the frequencies from their cell phones, their cell towers, and all of the Wi-Fi exposure. People are getting night sweats from overexposure of frequencies. Uh, people are experiencing 
uh, many, many symptoms. And we do have on StopTheCrime.net a symptom list, and I would recommend everyone uh, download it and get this out to everyone you know because it talks about um, increasing blood pressure, uh, shutting down our cells and causing cell death, and changes in our genetic makeup, DNA breakage. And um, that's very disturbing. That's so disturbing um, because when you attack someone at the cellular level, you absolutely attack them at the base, and there's very little defense for this. Let me uh, let me let's step away for a quick break here for a second, um, Deborah. Here we gotta we gotta get this in before the end of the hour. Um, you're listening to Deborah Tavares from StopTheCrime.net, and she's building a fascinating case, and we can tell where this is going. And she's systematically building this case on how water and the temperature related to it is being used against us and how basically they're going to attack at the cellular level. Well, I don't know if my next sponsors have answers to this. I actually plan to ask them. We're brought to you by Health Masters. And you've heard me talk about my back issues. You've heard me talk about my knee issues. And each time I've been able to avoid the surgeon and I go to Health Masters before I go to my doctor. You should too. Health Masters can help you with regular health maintenance, but it can also help you when you have issues. Go to healthmasters.com to get that special from the Common Sense Show. You've got to use the coupon code CSS5. We're also brought to you by Virtual Shield. If the Democrats win the midterm election and they're able to force Trump out, I firmly believe we will be persecuted and prosecuted for our online habits and where we go. Well, Virtual Shield can block your identity by scattering your IP address from VPN to VPN. It's already cheap, and they have a 50% off sale. You owe it to yourself, your security, and that of your family to get these people out of your computer and out of your browsing habits. Go to hidewithdave.com. That's hidewithdave.com. We're going to return to Deborah Tavares, and she's building the case here about how we're being... I hate to use the term and over-exaggerate, but Deborah, I feel like we're being destroyed at the cellular level. We are. We are, Dave. We're being transhumanized. We're, being, we're becoming something other than human. And we're being called in massive numbers now. Do you know, I was at a conference in Branson, Missouri, the uh, uh, Legends Conference, and in that conference, people like Sharon Gilbert, a molecular biologist, and David Knight from InfoWars both gave presentations and they said our DNA is being changed. Is that where you're headed with this as well? Well, it, it already has been changed. Changed, okay. Um, okay. It already has. And I, I just want to sound the alarm of what people can do to reduce their frequencies because uh, that's what we're now experiencing. More and more people throughout the world are starting to have um, the symptoms of uh, too many frequencies. And I'm going to talk about um, uh, when we, re, re, we come back up, right? We're back in now. Okay, good. Well, then I want to talk about the increased frequencies because there's a YouTube that I would recommend everybody listen to, and it's entitled, My Experience as a Targeted Individual. Myron May, M-Y-R-O-N May, M-A-Y. Again, my experience as a targeted individual. 
I would urge you to listen to part one and part three. Uh, he ended up not being able to survive any longer with the enormity of the attacks that he was receiving from gang stalking, gaslighting, and the assaults uh, used on him with psychotronic weapons. And um, I also uh, want to talk about uh, a request that came into our website uh, to watch this YouTube. So I'm going to ask everybody to help get this particular YouTube out far and wide, and the YouTube is called Machine Gunned with Pulsed Energy Projectiles by NDB in Zurich. Stop 007. I'm going to read this again. Wow. Machine Gunned with Pulsed Energy Projectiles by NDP in Zurich. Stop 007. So I will just give you an idea of what you will expect to see. Uh, this is a scientist whose name is Dr. Catherine Horton in Zurich. She and her team have been assaulted with directed energy weapons on a continual basis. They are being tortured, sexually assaulted as well through this technology. I would urge you to help get her story out far and wide. Because, Dave, when I first started um, interviewing targeted individuals when I was on the Rinse Radio Network, um, I asked them, what could all of us do to help them? Because now we're all becoming targeted, but they're really targeted. They have RFID chips uh, in them. They're being gang-stalked, followed 24-7, 365. They're being hit by... um, overhead weapons systems from helicopters. And in fact, we know in the NASA war document that we have on StopTheCrime.net, they say in there that they will use towers to target people individually, and they are. How do they do that? Do you know the the means in which they can locate somebody? Oh, of course. I mean, look at all of the trackability that we're all carrying now. Look at all of the trackability that are built into our car systems. Look at the trackability of your cell phones. They're all weapons. They're all weapons. So, again, I would urge everybody to understand what's happening. There's another YouTube that I would also recommend that everybody watch. And um, people need to understand that morality is no longer a part of the silent weapon system that we all face. We're literally in a social revolution and an agenda to depopulate the world. That's what we are in, and that is what is happening. And I would urge everybody to listen to this YouTube as well. Um, It is entitled, DARPA Insider Says Scientist on Verge of Cataclysmic Discovery. Again, DARPA Insider Says Scientist on Verge of cataclysmic discovery, full video. And do you, do you is, have the DARPA insider's name? I do, uh, Dr. Robert Duncan. Okay. And I would urge everybody to uh, take a look at this because 
part of what you will hear him discuss is, of course, who he is and how he graduated and how he did not realize that the very weapons that he created were going to be used against us. So I'm going to just cover that a little bit, but I have many, many other things that I want uh, to cover as well. But we, I'll just throw in quickly that um, uh, we know that artificial intelligence will be billions of times smarter than humans, and we're told that we need to merge with AI. Yes. That's what we're being told. Very familiar with that. Yep. And so very quickly, um, uh, Robert Duncan uh, worked on algorithms for Echelon in the CIA in the uh, natural language uh, classification of document content. He worked for the IRS formula for red flagging audits, writing the artificial intelligence code to automate tracking of Soviet nuclear submarine fleets and all water vessels. Uh, he also worked uh, with HARP and Signet and SIDCOM and SPYWAR. And he's worked on projects for the Justice Department connecting local, state, and federal databases for the tracking of terrorists. Now, I'm going to stop right here. Uh, Senate Report 93549 identifies all of us, every one of you listening, as a terrorist. So we are all now being tracked and monitored. And he also, uh, he being Robert Duncan, developed a system for the FBI to track license plates past toll booths and other locations. And he worked on the Soldier 2000 program to create body networks for reading vital uh, signs and other information. And he goes on that his research, uh, his research moved to enhanced reality and heads up displays and wearable computing systems. And uh, his current research involves finding a cure for the mind-control-directed-energy weapons fiasco. And uh, he said he was tricked into thinking that what he was developing was going to be used for good when it was misused and has been misused by corrupt governments, especially in the United States, but not just in the United States. You do think he's in danger? And let me tell you why I asked that. The pioneer of mind control in the world was Jose Delgado. And I yes. used to cover him in my psychology classes that I taught. He got out of the CIA in 2011, and he said, we're doing things we should never have done, and he was dead within weeks. Well, Robert Duncan says this, speaking about do we think he's in danger. I think we're all in danger, but here's what he also yeah. says. His goal is to awaken Americans to the continued horrific acts of military and CIA weapons uh, in this country and other branches of the government. So um, we're all in danger. Uh, I can tell you that the assaults are amplified. I am in touch now with many increased assaults throughout the world on scientists and other people, and there are becoming more and more people that are being targeted in many, many different ways. So I talked about uh, at the beginning of the show about removing the oxygen from the water supply. Yes. Uh, I also talked about uh, in the YouTube we have up, coastlines under attack, storm surges artificially created. You're going to hear about the removal of the oxygen supply in our atmosphere. Now, we need to really um, hone in on this, 
and Dave, I know that you're going to be able to contribute to this discussion right now. The enormity of the trickery of science has gotten to the extent where our air is being eliminated. So what do I mean by that? We're being all told that we must reduce our carbon footprint, our CO2 emissions, and we must reduce it or we will not be able to stop climate change. And of course, that's not related. We all know that. And uh, the reduction of CO2 eliminates what the plants need in order to create oxygen for all of us. A very simple understanding, Dave, that it seems as though no one understands. So what we're seeing happening is the reduction of the oxygen, Earth's suffocation. So not only in the air, but in the water. And when you reduce oxygen, it it promotes um, molds, mildews, um, all of the toxic algae blooms, the poisonings of the water supply. When you reduce the oxygen in the water supply, you're not getting the normal breakdown necessary to deal with uh, a lot of the contaminants that we face. Deborah, this, this is all this intentional. Is, this is something that I'm very familiar with. I wrote a seven-part series on uh, the Gulf, the Gulf oil spill, and I discovered through the work of many scientists in the Gulf that the use of Corexit was taking oxygen out of the water and creating algae. And then I discovered all these algae farms were being developed on the Louisiana coast and along the Gulf Coast shorelines. And I said, this is not an accident. This is intentional because, you know, algae now is the craze for alternative biofuel. And so I've been down this road just uh, in a slightly different way. Well, um, I can only say that the weapons of mass murder uh, really um, don't seem to have an end to the way in which we're being um, removed. And I want to continue on, and um, I want to talk about this, because this is utterly important. Um, I just discovered this, and I don't know how many other people are aware. So we have to keep in mind that climate change is the deliberate large-scale manipulation of the Earth's climate by technologies. This is what is happening. This is climate change. It's not anthropogenic global warming, as some people believe, meaning too many people using too much stuff. That is not what climate change is. Climate change is being manipulated, and we're being told that we're causing all the toxins. No, it's being done by big industry as genocide programs. But now listen to this, because we have an an emerging terror attack. We have an emerging attack to monitor all resource usage by massive global surveillance, tracking, and monitoring. So let's talk about who is going to be doing this. Google's new tool to fight climate change. Google has started estimating greenhouse gas emissions for individual cities. The first step towards taking climate action is creating an emissions inventory, it says the program manager at Google, Earth. 
understanding your current situation at the city scale and understanding what you can do to it, that's an information problem, and that's a good place for Google. They go on to say that Google has um, released estimates so far for five cities, some of which include Pittsburgh, Buenos Aires, and Mountain View in California. And Google plans to expand the program over municipalities worldwide. And what Google envisions is an open search bar for users to search for their own city in the future. And they go on to say that as part of this enormous surveillance and resource usage tracking and monitoring, those are my words, Google says it will also release its proprietary estimates of a city's annual driving, biking, and transit ridership generated from information collected by its popular mapping apps, Google Maps and Waze, W-A-Z-E. The company has never released this kind of aggregate transportation data to the public before. And it says it will share even more specific types of data with individual local government. What's they the, what, say this, Deborah, let me stop you here for a second. I always want to know the reason why. There's something motivating Google to do this. Are you leading to this, or is, is it something that's preliminary to discuss? What do you think? Google, Google is uh, a control network to monitor all the usage of uh, resources. Google is a Luciferian organization. I agree with that. It's a death organization. People under, need to understand what Google is. While it certainly has brought technologies that people seem to enjoy, they're killing us. This is the overriding uh, reality here. And when you look at the plan to fight climate change, again, everybody needs to keep in mind, when you hear fighting climate change, that is to reduce CO2 emissions. That is to reduce your oxygen supply. Google is working to reduce our oxygen supply. It is a genocide program and data collection information. That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. To get down to a level where you can click and find out what's happening city by city. Now let's talk about what cities say and what the real new maps of human access denied throughout the global real, global Deborah, landscape. Deborah, before you go to the what the cities say, I need to remind you we have about six minutes left in this segment. So how we divide this up is up to you, but I just wanted you to be aware of the time constraint. Well, then you've just heard me talk about what Google is doing, and this is a terror attack. Make I, no mistake about I it. I agree. I agree this with what is, you're saying. Absolutely. This is resource usage surveillance and tracking and monitoring down to the Google map ability of street by street, house by house, city by city, worldwide. And because of the time constraints, I'm going to cover just a few topics very quickly. I want to alert everyone to the understanding that a city council recently okayed an opt-out program for the new water meters, the new wireless water meters. And um, it's uh, the Davis City Council in California. 
uh, last week said the city's new water meters, which use radio frequency to transmit hourly water usage, will be able to be opted out by residents, and they will have to pay an additional opt-out fee for a meter readers to continue reading the meters. Now, I want to just tell you what that looks like here in Sonoma County, where they are deploying right now uh, water meters on all buildings. And there are four collection points that I saw in uh, Santa Rosa and here in Northern California where these um, wireless reeds are going in the city. So I want everybody to think about what that's going to look like and what that looks like when they are spewing out these frequencies to go to only four collection points in the city. That's another layer uh, of, uh, of frequencies, and this is what is happening. And that's why I urge everyone to download the symptoms page of what you will and are being affected by with all of these increased frequencies because it is, it is happening, and we have to start now looking and talking about ways in which we can protect ourselves. And there are many people that are protecting themselves uh, as best they can. I want to now jump into, um, we've got maybe a couple more minutes left, uh, so I want to jump into why uh, pancake breakfasts for fire departments are no longer bringing in enough money for them to sustain themselves. And we have firefighter foundations across the country that have a regular pancake breakfast so that they can support their fire, medical, and rescue services of our communities. They're no longer able to support these um, services. And so here is now what we're going to see. Cash-strapped East Bay, we're talking about here in California, sure. East Bay Fire District will soon charge fees for emergency services. Some residents in the East Bay are going to have to pay for emergency fire services that millions of people get for free. Fire, the Fire Protection District will start charging when they respond to car accidents, hazmat situations, illegal fires, and water emergencies. They're calling it the Cost Recovery Program. The charges range from several, range from several hundred dollars to thousands of dollars for complex incidences. For example, the fee for a car accident will be $487 per engine, per hour. This is nuts. The fire chief wow. says it's the last resort. They need the money. Uh, because local people have struck down increased parcel tax uh, increases and measures to fund the agency, uh, so they're out of money. They say no longer are they sustainable. And they say that the fire chief says that the current fire project protection is not adequate and their response times are slower than the state average. Revenue, the revenue that they need, it's the revenue issue. It's not a spending issue. So uh, what they're doing is, of course, many of these taxes are collected in our property tax payments and in other taxes, so it's going to end up being a double dip. And this is literally um, slated for the entire country. And why do I say that? A few years ago, my husband and I were in a firefighting um, 
advisory meeting. And I have to underscore the word advisory because we're going to talk about that in the second hour here of the program. Advisory meetings are nothing but the Delphi uh, setup to trick everybody to think that they have input. Sure. And we were sitting in on a fire uh, fighting uh, advisory group, and we were told that the current methodologies are currently uh, unsustainable. This was a few years ago, and that there was going to be incremental regionalism of all of our first responders. Let me repeat these words, incremental regionalism, and we're all going to have to pay. This is another way to asset strip us, and it's another way in which to cause more loss of property because there will be many people that will, number one, not be able to afford to have their properties dealt with by firefighting engines and, uh, and so much more. But uh, now that I think we're almost at the top of the conclusion of this hour, uh, I want to um, just uh, say that what we're going to talk about in the next hour are some of the plans uh, put forth by the 2045 summit that was held here in San Francisco. And that's actually where we found the announcement on Google Earth. Sure. And we're going to talk about that briefly. I think that people will be floored, Dave. And if what has already been said doesn't floor everybody, we have to wake up. I can only say we have to wake up. I agree. We I, I need to get this dangers. in before, before we break away, Deborah. Um, to those who are listening to us on YouTube, you'll just go right to the next video entitled Part 2. And those of you also seeing this on our website, thecommonsenshow.com, the same thing. As far as megaphone.fm, this will be on a two-part scale that will cover both Monday and Tuesday. So it will be split up to two days. If you want to get the second part right away... Then you just go back to YouTube and take a listen. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to be back with Deborah Tavares and this exciting conclusion, depressing conclusion, but nonetheless exciting conclusion to where we're going with all this technology and what it's doing to us at the base level. Stay tuned. We'll see you back here in the next hour. <laughs> 